What's up, everybody? We're back. It's Wednesday with Sebu Simonian. This is your co-host, Posh. I'm Pat. And this is the Founder Hour, in case you guys forgot. And on today's segment, we're going to talk about industry insiders. So a question that we have as music fans, both Pat and I, is what are things that they don't tell you about the music industry as a musician? And... I really want to delve into the business of music. You know, people consider artists as just artists, but I really think that the business aspect of it is a big part of it. And so I just wanted to get your insight into a couple of those things. What they don't tell you about the music business is that nobody knows what's going on. In the music business. Everyone's just <laughs> confused. I'm not confused, just like gung-hoing it. Yeah. Um, because it's so uh, evolving, always changing, especially in recent years. Um, you know, I lived in an era where there was no internet whatsoever. I mean, we didn't even have cell phones. We had pagers. Yeah, I remember those. Um, and so I lived in that era and the current era, and they're so different. Um, and so the music industry has also changed quite dramatically from that era to this era with all the technology and the internet, et cetera, et cetera. So um, the entire industry and everybody involved, the musicians and the people in the, uh, behind the scenes and the middlemen and the record labels and the managers and the agents, they've all had to adjust, and it changed so much, especially since we started um, getting busy with Capital Cities, um, so many labels got um, bought up yeah. by other labels. They all consolidated into they like three consolidated, major labels, yeah. and so many people got fired, and so many people got hired. Not just once, but twice, and three times, and four times. Like a, it was a revolving door at at Capital Records where we were signed. Um, you know, the the A&R guy that discovered us and brought us to the label and wanted to sign us got fired before we signed really? with the label. Um, so now you guys don't really have like a champion in there or anyone? Well, like you know, the new A&R guy that got hired became our guy, but then he got replaced a year later. And then yeah. there's a lot, a, of, a lot of turnover. The next guy got replaced a yeah. year after that. Um, and they move around. They yeah. go from one label to another yep. Uh, it was just interesting to observe. Um, I tried to kind of stay out of it as much yeah, as yeah. possible. And, and do you feel like since then, I mean, throughout your career, like have have these like record labels lost leverage because of streaming and because of all this stuff, or do they still are they still as powerful as you know they they were 10, 20, 15, 20 years ago? I don't know because I actually haven't really looked at the numbers. I don't know how these labels are doing. Most of them seem to be doing just fine. Um, the biggest artists are still on major labels in fact yeah even most artists are on major labels that that, that are successful you know on, on itunes and etc um yeah radio is not as important i think as as it was before but it's still important but yeah i think spotify Maybe you should have sold your radio music. not your bed right yeah <laughs> <laughs> stereo <laughs> stereo sorry which i guess played radio <laughs> so yeah, Spotify, and, and now it's like it's all about Instagram and YouTube and that whole culture. And how have you kind of 
transcended or how have you become more involved with the digital age in terms of you know using the platforms like instagram like youtube and are you making that a more regular part of your everyday life i'll be quite honest um <clears throat> i have not exploited you know social media and and that whole platform as much as um maybe i could have is there a reason why or is just you just didn't do it um I had kids, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they You're took busy. up a lot of my yeah. time, uh, so I couldn't really do the whole Instagram. Well, I mean, thing. many people use Instagram for that reason, just to post photos of their kids. Yeah, and people and love I it, have, man. People engage. I am, and I am on it, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and in fact, <laughs> I do keep up. Yeah. Uh, I, I do post stuff on my uh, yeah. personal page, uh, and I try to get creative. I think Instagram is pretty cool that way. Like, mm -hmm. you get pretty creative and artistic with that. What about um, with YouTube? YouTube is something that um, I'm actually going to start getting into a little bit more. Um, I used to hate YouTube um, because I felt like it was so janky. And, and, and it's still kind of janky and it looks primitive. I, I, can't, I can only imagine how awesome it's going to be a few years down the line. But, uh, you know, and the ads, it's pretty cluttered. But at the same time, you can't um, deny the opportunity to use it as a yeah. uh, you know expressive platform um especially like you somebody who has an established name in the industry you're not just a quote-unquote youtuber that you know is sitting in his mom's you know living room and playing the piano and singing right like you're somebody that has already had a career and now wants to really expand his audience to perhaps, you know, both a younger and older generation of folks that might be just different than the ones that were consuming your music before. Yeah, and and YouTube is one of those uh, platforms that really does um, reach out to the entire globe. And so you do have an opportunity to expose yourself um, to all kinds of people all over the world and not confine yourself to the geography of where you live. Um, now you could basically throw concerts but online you know. yeah what yeah. was it recently you were telling me about Marsh that marshmallow one? yeah yeah did you hear about that marshmallow the dj they did like a virtual concert live concert in a video game fortnite in a video in the video, in a video game. Game. so oh, wow. they, they stopped the video game and everyone at like that time had to fly to this certain area where marshmallow was performing live oh, wow yeah, that's, that's amazing nuts. that's but but that's the that's like the crazy shit that's probably gonna happen in the next few years is like that super yeah experimental experiential type stuff that's offline i think it's it's, it's one of those ways i think they're going to democratize now, was music it, was it 360 live um or was it uh like avatars and stuff like actually they were huh, that's no, a no, question uh, uh virtual reality or no 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 so like so, uh, so are you familiar with fortnite sort of no but i'm familiar with vr okay so bit. for no no it was it wasn't vr vr it was fortnite is like you know you you play with a, like a character but they're called skins so you can actually play with a marshmallow skin. Mm. So you can play as marshmallow. Mm. And so everyone has their own skin and it's like not everyone looks the same, right? So it's all these different skins and they all fly to this area where it's like a festival and marshmallow is on stage. Mm. And, but is it him as a human being? No, no, no. Yeah. An, well, no, 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 no. So it's, it's a video like an game. avatar. It's, yeah. his, it's his avatar. Got it. In the video game. It's his skin. Got it. But the audio is live. Mm. So he's really? actually broadcasting from a live. That's nuts. Yeah. Because he actually shouts out people's usernames. Like... You know, wavy person, one, two, three, That's I see you cool. over there. And like, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot um, that's going to happen in in that world, especially VR. Um, you Anything know, you could that, share? Well, I um, actually I can't uh, unless, okay. unless unless the audience uh, signs a NDA. NDA. Audience, do you sign an NDA? Send. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah, 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 they all said yes. Yeah, they okay. all said yes. Yeah, yeah um, the VR world is crazy, and there's so much that's going to happen soon, especially music related. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you, I mean, you will be involved with that. I'm definitely going to be involved with that. Yeah. yeah. So when can we expect some sort of more public announcement? Um, maybe by the end of this year, okay. uh, we'll make an announcement. But, okay. um, you know, we, we already have some pretty exciting things happening right now with uh, live concerts in VR with 360 mm-hmm. experiences and 360 cameras. Like you're literally there and mm-hmm. sitting and watching, you know, Justin Bieber yeah. perform live right in front yeah. of you. Um, but I think um, there's a lot more that's going to happen very soon. And I'm going to try to be a part of that. And Sebo, I'm curious, earlier on, I think it was on yesterday's segment, you were talking about how, um, I think you were talking about some sort of album. Is it an album that you're doing with Capital Cities? Is it a solo album? Is that like one of the next few projects that are coming up? Kind of tell us about what it's, what's in the works for you in the next, you know, I guess in 2019. Yeah, well, uh, Capital Cities put out its second album last summer. I saw that. Um, and now I feel like um, it's a good time for me to experiment with some some side kind of releases, some solo stuff. I've been working on solo stuff since I started making music, but I've always been in bands and we've done the band thing most of the time. And so my solo songs have just been accumulating yeah over the last 20 years and i feel like this is a good time for me to start releasing some of those so um doing a lot of collaborations with some other producers and singers seeing how those come off so i think there's going to be a bunch of one-off singles mm-hmm. maybe a side b side type eps um you said you have 20 years of music you should do like a kanye thing where it's like five weeks in a row but it's all your albums <laughs> that would be amazing that would be amazing yeah. why not Sick. what was it seven songs each is uh, so like that but he'll yeah. have like 30 songs each. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Worth of music. yeah that's awesome um if going back like because i know we're talking about that kind of industry and stuff going back and looking at your career um would if you had the opportunity now, would you still try and, or would you still say yes to Capitol Records and still get signed? Not specifically Capitol Records, but like, a, you know, getting signed to mm-hmm. like, a, you know, mm-hmm. a music industry label, music label, or would you rather go independent? I have no idea. I think, yeah. I think the fact that um, where I am right now, I'm, I'm very lucky and blessed. Uh, I probably would probably do the same. Um, <clears throat> but there were definitely a lot of hurdles and problems. And um, there's a lot to be said about being independent and being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and know that you're completely in control. And <clears throat> you're going to see all the, um, you know, all the, the income that's coming in, for example, like everything's transparent if you're independent because you're in charge. Yeah. But when, you're, when you have a bunch of middlemen and, and, and a record label that's handling everything you do, and there's so many more people involved, so a lot more people need to get paid. Yeah, um, it becomes this crazy mess. Um, but and, sorry, do platforms like Spotify and Apple like do they give the creator any visibility that they wouldn't otherwise get from, or transparency that they wouldn't otherwise? I get think from more label? so now than before. Yes, yeah. uh, because of that, uh, because yeah, of the, stats and stuff. Yeah, Spotify and, and 
definitely has helped. Because before it was like album sales, right? And like that label is the one that has all the relationships with the retail stores and all these places that people are buying CDs. So like, how does the artist really even know? Yeah. Like, and, but again, but, but streaming is also basically album sales. Uh, it's just streaming. So you get <clears throat> like 0. 0.001 cent per stream or whatever. Yeah. But it's still basically kind of a sale there. Um, and I think record labels still have a lot of... Um, power and ability to make uh you know the biggest artists succeed um it's just it's a crazy web yeah. this industry it's very global mm -hmm. um every major label has huge offices everywhere you know in europe and asia and south america and all that stuff so and so i'm curious i know a lot of times you know music and being a musician artist is almost glorified to the public and it seems as though there aren't that many problems and that, not that many challenges and that it's all you know, fun and games and a lot of money, a lot of parties. Was there ever a moment or moments that you felt like, man, this is like not fun anymore. Like this isn't like what I set out to do, you know, being in this business and not being independent. This isn't what I'm trying. This is not what I'm going for. Was there, was there ever those moments? Um, there was never a moment where I said, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or, right. <clears throat> um, I wish I didn't do this, but there were many, many moments where I said, I wish we did it differently. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I wish I knew this about um, the music industry. Because um, uh, sometimes you'll make a decision based on, you know, what you think is the right thing. Um, like, for example, we had to pick uh, our business manager, hmm. uh, a business manager at some point um, because things got crazy you need to hire a business manager they can handle everything the checks that are coming in and out the payroll the musicians you know um, the concerts the merchandise it's just a lot of money coming in and out so you need a business manager right you've got giant firms that have dozens and dozens of clients and big clients small clients cold play whatever and then you have a very small firm that has like two clients um we ended up picking the big the big boys and um, ended up regretting it and had to leave them and ended up changing business managers and found like a, a, one, a, a business manager that had one client, yeah. but a badass client at that, um, a cool band that we were, we were fans of. I was like, oh, yeah, we'd love for their business manager to be our business manager. And it was like, that's it, a one-stop shop, basically. And it worked out so much better. Um, so sometimes... Um, you know, your intuition doesn't necessarily mean it's the right, right move.